Hello everyone, this is Al from Point of Insanity Game Studio. As it is approaching Halloween, got a little Halloween treat for you with a mini episode. I'm going to be reading part of a Ray Bradbury short story called The Emissary. The book in which I first saw this story was called The October Country. And I'd like to tell you a little bit of background about why I decided to do this as just a little mini episode. This story does take place during Halloween, and it does have some special memories for me. I used to work at a planetarium, and one year we had this last-minute idea to do a Halloween show with a murder mystery. So within about two weeks or so, I hastily wrote a script for the director, and we gathered some visuals, created a PowerPoint to go along with some of the images. Uh, we had some slides we selected. The show was going to talk about some of the things that happen in the sky around Halloween, um, talk a little bit about some of the stars, and also talk about the seasons, explain why we in the Northern Hemisphere are colder this time of year. Also, we went into several different Halloween traditions, such as trick-or-treating and jack-o'-lanterns. We also talked a little bit about some monsters like werewolves and vampires but the highlight of the show was the murder mystery part where it's kind of like Rocky Horror Picture Show if you've ever seen it in the theater where they've got actors acting out certain things while the movie's playing we kind of did something like that where it took four planetarium staff members to pull the show off and or I'm sorry five of us to pull the show off and what we would do is there were four of us that would act out certain parts of the show to go along with the narration and then partway through the show the sound cut off and then the four staff members we came to the front of the planetarium and explained that well it's probably just a speaker we've been having problems with so one of the staff members would go in back and would fix the problem and what I would do is during this time I would tell the story to, well, kill some time, but really what was happening, kill some time, murder mystery. I did not plan that pun out, but anyways, I'm sure Pun Goblin would be proud. Well, anyways, uh, the one of the staff members said they were going to go to the bathroom, and then there was another one that said they were going back to check on something, and one was going in the back of the planetarium to, you know, behind the dome in order to try to fix the speaker, and I was telling the story to pass the time and when I was done with the story there was a scream and that's when we find out that the person behind the dome was killed and the planetarium director came in saying that she was actually an undercover cop and that one of the three planetarium staff members is a suspect so we gave our little testimonies and then the audience used the planetarium's interactive system to choose who they thought committed the murder and I remember the show did very well, with the exception of the, like, two of the shows on the first year we did it. It sold out every single performance. We also had a special Halloween-themed planetarium special effects demonstration we did as well. So it was a lot of fun. And the show did evolve over the years that we did it. Uh, we did a couple other different murder mystery variations. We also did a Scooby-Doo type mystery one year and eventually it 
metamorphosed, I guess you could say, into just a fairly straightforward planetarium show. Well, here is the excerpt from the Ray Bradbury short story, The Emissary, that I told in order to kill some time. And I, what I did is I read the entire story and I just took parts of it because we only needed to fill like you know three or four minutes or so. So I had to memorize this and tell it in front of a large group of people. So I hope you will enjoy the reading nonetheless. He knew it was autumn again because Dog came running into the house, bringing the cold, windy smell of autumn with him. In every black dog hair, he carried it. Leaves caught in his dark ears, dropping from his white chest, off his tail. Dogs smelled just like autumn. Merton sat up in his bed and reached down with one small hand. Dog barked and showed a length of pink, wet tongue which he passed over and along the back of Martin's hand. Dog warmed Martin's small body with his dog warmness. Martin loved the clean smell of dog and the pile of colorful leaves on the blanket. He really didn't care if Mom was angry. What is it like outside today, dog? Tell me. Lying there, dog would tell him. Lying there, Martin would know what autumn was like, like in the old days, before sickness had put him in bed. His only contact with Autumn now was his dog, his leafy fur, the only hint of summer gone by, his Autumn Emissary. Where did you go today, dog? But dog didn't have to tell him. He knew. Over a tall hill, leaving footprints in the tall hills of leaves, down to where the kids ran shouting on bikes and roller skates in the park. That's where dog ran, barking out his doggy delight and down in the town where the rain had fallen dark earlier, and mud was under car wheels, down between the wet feet of weekend shoppers. That's where Dog went. And wherever Dog went, then Martin could go too, because Dog would always tell him by touch, feel the wet, drier weather smell of his coat. And lying there, holding Dog, Martin could send his mind out to run with him, or rewalk each step of Dog's way through fields, over the running creek, across the white tombstones of the graveyard, into the woods, over the meadows, Martin could go now through his emissary. The autumn continued. Dog ran across forests, over the creek, exploring through the graveyard as was his custom, and into town and back, missing nothing. In mid-October, Dog began to act strangely. He couldn't quite seem to find anyone to come visit Martin. Martin was deeply sad about it. Mom explained, Everybody's so busy, that's all. People have lots to worry about besides dogs. Yeah, said Martin, I guess so. And then one day Dog ran out, and he didn't come back at all. Martin waited quietly at first. Then nervously, then anxiously. At supper time, he heard Mom and Dad call, Dog! Here, Dog! But nothing happened. Dog didn't answer. There was no sound of his soft feet outside the house, no loud barking in the cold night air, nothing. Dog was gone. Dog wasn't coming home, ever. 
Tree leaves fell past the window. Martin lay on his pillow, slowly, feeling the pain deep in his chest. The world seemed dead now. There was no more autumn because there was no dog to bring it into the house. And there would be no winter either because there was no dog to bring in the snow. No more seasons. No more time. The emissary had been lost. Probably hit by a car or lost or stolen. And there was no more time. Crying, Martin turned his face into his pillow. He had no contact with the world. Martin's world was dead. In three days, the Halloween pumpkins were laying, broken in garbage cans, masks were burnt in fires, the monsters and ghosts and witches were all put away until next year. Halloween was sad, unhappy, uninteresting. It had simply been another boring evening. That was all. Martin stared at the ceiling for the first three days of November, watching sunlight and moonlight shine across it. Days got shorter, darker earlier. He could see that through his window, the trees were naked, the autumn wind was colder in temperature, but it was just an empty show outside his window, nothing more. He wasn't interested. During the day, Martin read books about people that were all dead and gone. He listened each day, but didn't hear the sound he wanted to hear. Friday night came. His parents were going out to the movies. They'd be back at 11 o'clock. Mom and Dad kissed him goodnight and walked out of the house into the cool autumn air. He heard their footsteps go down the street. Martin just lay there and watched the stars moving slowly across the sky. It was a clear evening just like when he and Dog used to run together across town, across the sleeping graveyard, across the creek, through the grass, down the green streets, chasing their dreams. Now it was after nine o'clock. If only Dog would come home, bringing some of the world with him, a leaf, or a flower, or just the wind in his hair, if only Dog would come home. And then, Way off somewhere, there was a sound. Martin sat up, shaking. Starlight was in his small eyes. He threw off his blankets, listening. There, again, was the sound. It was so small, the sound, like it was miles and miles away. It was the dreamy sound of a dog, barking. It was the sound of a dog coming fast across the night fields, down the dark streets, the sound of a dog running and letting his breath out into the night, the sound of a dog circling and running. Martin felt hot suddenly, sweaty and excited, nervous. The faraway barking continued for five minutes, growing louder and louder. Dog, come home, dog, come home. Dog, boy, dog, where are you? Oh, dog, dog. Another five minutes, nearer and nearer, and Martin kept saying Dog's name over and over again. Bad Dog! Bad Dog running away and leaving me alone all these days! Bad Dog! Good Dog! Come home! Oh, Dog! Hurry home and tell me about the world! Tears fell into his blankets. Nearer now, very near, just up the street, barking! Dog! Martin held his breath. 
the sound of dog feet in the dry leaves down the road. And now, right outside his house, barking, 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 barking at the door. Martin called out, should he run down and let dog in, or should he wait for mom and dad to come home? Wait? No! Yes, he should wait. But it would be terrible if, while he waited, dog ran away again. No, he would go down and open the door, and his dog would jump into his arms again. Good dog! He started to move off the bed when he heard a new sound. The door opened downstairs. Somebody was kind enough to open the door for Dog. Dog had a visitor with him, of course! The door opened and closed and Dog came racing upstairs, barking up on the bed. Dog, where have you been? What have you done all this week? Martin laughed and cried all at once. He grabbed Dog and hugged him. Then he stopped. Laughing and crying stopped suddenly. He just stared at Dog with wide, surprised eyes. The smell coming from Dog's fur was different. It was a smell of dirt, dead dirt, dirt that smelled unhealthy. What kind of message was this from Dog? What did it mean? The smell. Dog was a bad dog, always digging where he shouldn't dig. Dog was a good dog, always making friends so easily. Dog liked everybody. Dog brought them home. And now, a new visitor was coming up the stairs, slowly, putting one foot after the other, painfully, slowly, slowly coming up. Dog! Dog! Where have you been? yelled Martin. A piece of dirt dropped from Dog's chest. The door to the bedroom moved in. Martin had company. So that was a little story that I read. Uh, again, I that wasn't exactly how I told it. I believe I told a little shorter version when I was doing the actual show. But I do hope you enjoyed it. Like I said, even though I'm not a professional voice actor or anything. So thanks for tuning in to this short little mini episode. And have a happy Halloween, everybody.